Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. All right, welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I am Green Beer. Green Beer today. Chris Clements. Well, I'm Green Money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we are Green Beer and Green Money here always, on St. Patrick's Day. I've always been... More of a forest green type of person. Really? Versus lime green? Well, or the bright green. Yeah. I think it was growing up in Sholo, our colors were green and gold. Forest green and gold. Oh, wow. Yeah. You sing, too. Well, I used to. <laughs> That's great. Not great. Well, you know, it is, it is. we are, you know. Green We're we, we doing like this that. on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And, I, and on St. Patrick's Day, a lot of times I just talk like this the whole time. <laughs> And it drives my family up the wall. I'm sure it does. Oh, my gosh. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I would be annoyed. I don't have a good Irish accent. And I, I've, got, uh, I've got a little. I did 23 and Me, And, well, I knew from my mom working on genealogy that I have some Irish. But not as much as I thought I did. Yeah. It's mostly English. Well, I've got Scandinavian, German, Icelandic. Icelandic. Well, I guess is the Scandinavian is Icelandic. Icelandic, yeah. Icelandic. Yeah, really. No, I can't. And twenty three and me. And I don't even know how. They, I mean, Icelandic. You know, it's interesting. I've always been really fascinated with the Irish culture ever since I was a kid. And I saw. And we're digressing, but we're ranting right now. And I saw it's um, St. Patrick's Day. We can talk about this. You know, time. the whole the whole sectarian violence, then the whole IRA thing was blown full full blown when we were kids back in you know nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty. I remember. Um, this guy named um, Bobby Sands, who was ha- who was arrested um, for the Lord Mountbatten uh, bombing, and he was undergoing a, a hunger strike. And I was fascinated by that as a kid. Like, who starves themselves in prison to make a point when they're clearly in the wrong, but they're starving themselves to make a point? And I became fascinated with the entire Irish question. And then somewhere along that journey, I became a massive YouTube fan, and have, have followed that go. that journey to, to Sunday the present Sunday, Sunday Bloody Sunday to, to the present day. So uh, there is a Netflix show called The Dairy Girls, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've just been watching it with my wife. It is hilarious, but it is set seems like it's late eighties, early nineties, based on the music. Um, but it's crazy cause they're walking around and you see guys with machine guns. Yeah. Um, and that was a normal course of action being in, you know, cause they're somewhere close to the Irish and North Ireland, North, Northern Ireland border. Yeah. It seems unfathomable in, in, in today's understanding of the world that, that Protestants and Catholics could be literally at war with one yeah. another. And, and and with with the English, you know, stirring the pot. Yeah. It's all all together. And uh I was I mean, the U two reference. I was watching a uh, an interview actually with Bono uh maybe it was a couple of days ago and he was talking about the um you know, the creation of that song, Sunday Bloody Sunday. He was talking about growing up in Ireland and his 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 father was Catholic, his mother was Protestant, his father's parents did not come to the wedding. And oh, wow. they 
and they lived in this in the, they were living in an alternative universe and yet he had these these very strong influences and so that's why um he he's been really sort of this he's had this idea that you know religion is the problem it's not it's not the answer jesus is the answer and um what he was trying to do with a song like sunday bloody sunday which people completely misinterpreted when it came out people thought it was a republican song meaning meaning for the republic of ireland right. for the ira and it wasn't that at all. It was trying to juxtapose what happened in in the seventies with, um, you know, with the British paratroopers opening fire on a peaceful protest in Derry, and and the resurrection. That's what he was trying to do, and it, it was a peaceful protest song, and yet like Jerry, Jerry Adams of the IRA and Sinn Fein sort of, you know, co opted it and all, yeah. the, all these different things, and 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 today like you know, St. Patrick's Day, I think. You know, kind of reminded of what's going on in Ukraine as well, because every every day there's a Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah, and it's it's frightening. It's amazing. Zelensky's demonstrated in incredible courage and leadership. Um, you know, he spoke to Congress a couple days ago. Yesterday was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, feels like that was two days ago. Um. I guess because it was so early. Now that the time change, it's like it was early in the DC. Morning. It's halfway. You know, by the time we wake up, it's half halfway through the day in DC. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I think that I think that this news this morning about the, and last night about the peace talks, a fifteen point plan. I think that's a head fake by Russia. I don't oh, think they're I, serious about this. I completely agree. I mean, what the Russians do is they they say they want peace, they want peace talks, but the mean, meanwhile they're blowing up yeah. theaters with with, with women kids and children. Them. Yeah, we, that are clearly marked as a place where women and children are. Yeah, and, and where they're sheltering. Yeah, yeah. The Russians are brutal. The only thing they understand is brute force. So it's going to be it, it, what will be the tipping point where where NATO does something. And there will be a tipping point because that's exactly what I think Russia wants. Do, so, do you think Russia? Do you think Putin wants to, to escalate to the point where it becomes a potential nuclear nuclear issue? I think if we're not willing if to send in you know old MiG airplanes, if we're not willing to do everything that it takes in terms of supplying the Ukrainians with weapons and whatever they need. And 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 I'm not advocating a no-fly zone per se, but 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 even if we're not willing to re- enforce whatever red lines that we place yeah. out there, uh, then it will escalate. It'll get worse. Uh, we have to be willing to checkmate him on a lot of different levels and, <laughs> and provide the Ukrainians what they need. Yeah. Well, I think coming out of the speech to Congress, uh, many members were saying. Some are getting closer to some type of no-fly zone, a, you know, for a, a limited one to for humanitarian reasons. Still, some some risks there, uh, but certainly we can provide planes and anti-aircraft, uh, you know, missiles and that kind of thing to to the to Ukraine to defend themselves. I mean, well, the lead editorial in the Wall Street Journal today is "Why not victory." You know, why not victory in Ukraine? Why not allowing the Ukrainians to defend themselves to where they defeat, actually defeat the Russians and then dictate their own terms? 
Why not? Is, it's a is great that question, all, which is, is a question. All possible? And if it is possible, why aren't we investing in that possibility? Well, and there is, there's nobody on the planet other than maybe Zelensky and people in Ukraine two weeks ago that would have thought this was even an option to have that question. Which they, they, this, I mean, everybody assumed that Russia was going to just march in and crush them. Well, this is why I ask another question. You know, we keep asking, what is Putin's endgame? What is Biden's endgame? What was his endgame from the beginning? Because he allowed this to happen. All, all the different sanctions there and, and the, the arming of, of the military could have happened six, eight months ago. Yeah. Could have happened six, eight months ago. And sent a clear I, message that you're not going to do what you think you're going to do, Mr. Biden. Biden just hoped it would go away. Or is this Biden's revenge? Because it's being reported in the New York Post lead out editorial today about all the different dealings that his son, Hunter Biden, has had with the oligarchs of Russia. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, a convoluted messy, messy, thing. Messy. Well, and our own Mark Kelly has been Where pushing is back. Mark Kelly? Well, he's... He's pushing back against the plane transfer for Ukraine. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I had not read that. Yeah, it's in, uh, in Politico this morning. Yeah, so. that's probably why I haven't read it. Yeah. Politico is like the last thing I read during the day. I don't know. It's, uh, Unfortunately I so. I probably should read more. No, I don't think. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? I've actually been to there's their only offices. so many, quite so many, impressive. So many times, you know, there's only, only so much time. So what you read, what you listen to. It's why we hope that you continue to listen to Lightbeard Dark Money because we can give you good information in a in a pleasant, spirited fashion. In spirited fashion. So, so why? As long why as Chris Mark- isn't trying to be Irish. <laughs> as long as I'm not trying to <laughs> to be the Irish man, I am. Um, so, why is Mark Kelly? against transferring old MiG airplanes so that Zelensky can defend himself. I think he's, he's in the position that this is an escalation. So, so when Putin says, if you supply... And sending Patriot missile batteries is not an escalation? Uh, I mean... Well, I guess we have those on the too. Polish border, know. but I mean, it's still, I think they should go all in with that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. Send them in. Mark? Welcome to come on the podcast and let yeah, us but, know. But, but he wanted to carve out a special, you know, tax break for, for gas guzzlers, well, too. It's, I mean, this, the, a, suspending the tax, gas tax as a, res, as a response to the rising gas prices is dumb. Um, and it, it was universally it negates, panned. Well, it negates the whole, I mean, it, I mean, it ignores the fact that, look, you supported all these policies that created this massive inflation in gas. Um, this is before Ukraine, Russia invades Ukraine or threatens Ukraine. Um, and that adds to the mix. And then you're like, oh, well, let's suspend the gas tax, which is less than what, it, what the increase was. So, No. Just support policies that don't drive the price of gas through the roof. Like higher like, taxes. Right. Yeah. And, and, more, and more regulation on exploration well, and, and, and development. And, and cutting, you know, cutting back on, on uh, domestic production and relying on foreign production. I mean, that's just silly. Yeah. 
And does yeah, it, the, the whole yeah. idea that we should be uh, doing a deal with Iran, Venezuela, Ugh. Saudi Arabia for our oil when we are energy independent as as early as two thousand, which means we could get back to it quickly. Yes, I mean it would. It, it, we could get back to energy independence faster and 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 supply our markets faster than we could rely on Iran or Venezuela. We, we should be demonstrating to the world, especially to Europe that they don't need Russian oil. They don't need Russian national gas, natural gas. We should and be we, supplying it. We can supply it all to them, probably cheaper and better. Yeah. So that's what we should be investing in. That's, that's called, that would be a, a viable national security policy of this administration, but they're not going to do it because they are so wedded to the Green New Deal, so wedded to their left flank, the AOCs of the world, right. the Bernie Sanders. Um. But they're 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 afraid to pivot. They're afraid to pivot on everything. We saw that in the the, the State of the Union address. He didn't pivot on one thing, right? And he might have gotten a small little bump from his, you know, from his speech, but uh, it's been plummeting ever since. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this this continues to play. Um, I think it, you know, there's a lot that's out of his control. But how he reacts and, and the posture that the United States takes officially will obviously have an impact. But at the end of the day, we need to – Russia is the enemy and has been for 60, 70 years. It's, it's, uh, never, it's never changed. The Cold I mean, War never went away. No. It just went into a very interesting and maybe even darker phase right? where we played like things were – we're good. We we invested in the Russian economy. We invested in trade. We invested in in openness. Only only Putin was playing a different game. Yeah. And now he's he's threatening to arrest uh, uh, CEOs and uh, of of American companies that are pulling out of Russia. Yeah. And their delegates that are closing closing down operations. In fact. It's going to get my messy. former supplier and has a just announced they're they're pulling out of Russia too. Really, so good for them. No more Budweiser in Russia. No more Budweiser in Russia. No. Yeah. Well, they don't deserve um. it. <laughs> um. Lighter topic. Lighter topic. March Madness. Yeah, it starts today. Yeah, only three teams from the Pac-12 in the in the tournament. Can you believe that? Who we got? We got UCLA, the University of Arizona, and the University of Southern California. Fight on. Uh. And That's so it. U of A's ranked one in they are their division one. or bracket. Uh, what are the chances of U of A going all the way? I think they have a really, really good chance going all the way. I picked them in one of my brackets. They, uh, they're, talk about a turnaround. I mean, yeah. I mean, they are playing incredible basketball. And, and they're especially playing incredible basketball like in the second half. Usually in the first half it's a little close, and then they come out in the second half, and whatever adjustments – they're making in the locker room. They're they're blowing people out. Uh, they came back against UCLA. I think UCLA is actually peaking at the right time. And I'm not necessarily a huge UCLA fan, but they're playing really good basketball. And I thought they they might have beat U of A, but they and they sh- they could have they should have right. And and U of A came back in that game. Um, I think UCLA is probably Alex. I don't know what you think about this, but you don't think. You don't follow? He's uh, like, I don't do basketball. You don't do basketball? Cheesehead um, from Wisconsin. He's all about football. They're fourth, and I, <laughs> I thought that was too low. 
I thought that was way Who? too low. UCLA. UCLA? Yeah. What about they, USC? Where were they? They're Seven? Seventh, I think. And they're playing Miami, and that should be. Then they, have, then they probably have to play Auburn, and that'll be a challenge. That's but they could beat be Auburn. They could beat Auburn. Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, but that's the they're fast. Yeah, they're fast the, enough. It, it's they one game, it. and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, they have the players. They have the talent. They can do it. It's just a matter of what, you know, what team comes out, and that's true for every game. Yeah. I mean, how many times did the University of Arizona lose in the first round? Just in, inexcusably uh, <laughs> a bunch. A lot of times. Yeah, so it can happen. <clears throat> it absolutely can happen. It should be interesting. I thought Duke got kind of a pass in their bracket. It seems like they have a, a pretty good path to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I think Duke's got a really good chance. I was just going to check to see if there's an update on the Give scores. Coach K his, his final glory. Even he after he lost it. to North Carolina yeah. at home. That was, that was an rough. That was rough. That was nuts. Um, what else is going on? But when is football season? Is it starting? No, it's not. We got spring camps right now. Well, spring training yeah. starts today. Yeah, how about that? Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. I was really Major worried. Major League Baseball and the Players Union get it together. Save. I mean, when you save baseball, I think you save you know, part of America. You save America. Yeah. So Dodgers. Yep. Yeah, are we gonna go to a game? I yeah, uh, they. We, we I gotta feel, go hit one. I feel really good about the Dodgers this year. I think the Diamondbacks are still on a rebuilding phase. Um, <laughs> Been on a rebuilding phase for a while. Well, but I'm gonna go out and see them next week. I got a, a deal to go to out at uh, Salt River Field. So see Diamondbacks. Yeah, good. So I'm excited. Well, you know, I just I'm happy it's back, and uh, I think neither side got really what they wanted. Which is always the case when it comes Although, to Major League. I mean, so there's now a designated hitter in the National League. Yeah, that's just I wrong. don't know that I like that. That's just wrong. Because it's always interesting to see the pitcher. Like, it's not real baseball. It's, yeah. The DH is not a – it's just not Was a real that baseball. Was that a player position? Did they want that? I, I would imagine they did. I, I imagine they wanted consistency. Because they're so, cause now, I mean, in the past, you 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 know, the interleague games weren't – a a big deal or they happen few and far between now they're they're happening all the time yeah and so it just creates creates issues yeah well good to have baseball back yeah and uh one of the lead uh, you mentioned politico earlier and and i just pulled it up i haven't pulled up politico in a while and one of the lead articles is europe's covid spike has biden officials concerned oh covid yeah. could COVID. be coming back we may be done with COVID, but COVID is not done with us. Yeah. That was the quote from the story I read last night. Um, Imagine that. Epidemiology. Yeah. I, so I guess that there have been some spikes in England and a couple other European countries. Oh, I think Sweden or Finland. I don't remember. Um, China is trying to lock everything down. But, but China's policy of trying to have zero COVID is not going to work with Omicron. It's just too uh, too infectious. Spreads too easily. So, so what is, watch is this a different? Is this a different spike? Is this well, a they, different? It's either I mean, BA one or BA two. This is BA two related wave, and then the next one. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Nobody wants these waves, but we have to face the music, and the music isn't pretty. Now, okay. we've had the naysayers in the past. We've had, and, you know, nobody's been right. 
<laughs> Nobody's been right. Especially Dr. Faustus. Well, yeah, he's definitely. He's Which, disappeared. Where, he where, where is Tony Fauci? Is he scared I, of Senator Rand Paul? I think he well, might be. I, it's, what's fascinating to me is that as soon as things started to look better, he disappeared. And I would think that that'd be a time he'd be like, yay, look at all the great stuff we've done. We, we did a bunch of vaccinations, and we've got the stuff on the, you know, the viruses on the run. But he disappeared. I think it must be that he only likes to give bad news. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he probably got COVID. Yeah, he's, he's quoted in this article, you've got to at least be prepared that we may see something similar here with some differences. But yeah, there's yeah. always differences. We've got not to ignore it. We've got to monitor it very carefully. Well, thanks. This, I mean, Camped it obvious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy. But, but the, I mean... You know, the, the, the editorial, I mean, the, the, the byline is could lead to the return of mass. As if mass had, well, mass any, don't... had, had any consequence, the first four, five, six, how many ways that we had? I don't know. Or well, Omicron, so, well, or VA CDC even has said mass don't work. They don't work. Let's get, let's get beyond it, guys. Yeah. Come on. So maybe with this one... If you've already had COVID and been triple vaxxed and everything else, it'll be like, it won't it'll be less than a sniffle. I don't know. Pfizer wants be, to do the fourth booster. Which? Or the fourth shot, I guess. The second booster, technically. To of, protect against what, though, at this I don't point? Know. Well, I mean, it seems like the there's a general sucks. consensus developing that you must get COVID. Like, you should get COVID. Well, I, I think. And if you haven't gotten it, it's like the chicken pox. You better just go get it. Well, and the question is, your immune system is, is why, not going to know what to do unless if, you've gotten it. If it's if why are we giving the booster if it's if it's to prevent mild symptoms? I mean, that just doesn't. I mean, it's just typical big pharma. They just want more money. It. Yeah, yeah. And why is it why is it Pfizer that's saying, hey, we want to get authorization rather than somebody in the health, you know, National Health Institute or HHS or whatever, saying, hey, guys. Let's see if this if we need to do more, and then we can go ask the drug companies to help us. And this well, is being driven completely opposite of what it should be. Yeah, that's true, and that's been the case from the beginning. Yes, a the hundred. Drug, the drug percent. companies have been pushing. They've this shut the- down other options, uh, and the government's gone right along with it. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, we shouldn't be talking about more vaccinations. We should be talking about treatments and, and preventative stuff. Yeah, exactly. We still you're, you still are not seeing a National Institute of Health guidelines on fitness, lose or, weight or, or obesity or diabetes or all these I mean, things. Two years into this, anybody can lose a fair amount of weight in two years if they're serious about trying to protect themselves. Yeah. I mean, if people were as diligent about their weight as they were about wearing the fucking mask, then we would have been there he goes in again. way better, way better shape. Uh, it's that Irish, the Irish side of me got, came out. And, uh, All the freaking mask. The freaking mask. Frickin mask. <laughs> God, I hate the masks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean. And the TSA going another month. I was, you know, I've got a flight. Next week, and I was really hoping that in March 18th, yeah, March 18th tomorrow, tomorrow would be, you know, they'd lift the, they extended it another month. It's BS. Yeah, now you've got 15, 17 congressmen suing the CDC and the TSA. Well, and, and actually, uh, the and Senate passed, 
they they passed a resolution to to lift the mandate. Yeah, that's under the Congressional Trump. Review Act. Is that correct? I think that's right. Yeah, but the the House has to pass it too, yeah, and it's not going to get through the House. We won't even see the floor. So that and then and Fauci in the same breath is saying, you know, if we get a Republican Congress, oh my gosh, it's going to be in Benghazi all over again. They're gonna they're gonna bring us up there and put us under trial. Well, well, well yeah. Well, so so <laughs> Dr. Fauci, you have no accountability. You have you're not able to actually answer the the tough questions. Or are you just going to give speeches and defer and deflect yeah. and and continue to be the highest paid bureaucrat in all of government? All of government. And you have been wrong on every single piece of actionable items of you know dealing with this, yeah. this pandemic. Absolutely wrong. He would not make it in corporate America. <laughs> well, I mean, most people in Congress, you wouldn't hire to you know, answer your phones. Well, yeah, that's true. Hire their staff to answer your phones because they do a good job. Well, because they're the only ones who really know what's going on. <laughs> That's why uh, the staffers go work in corporate America. And, That's right. And, and people in Congress stay there for 40 years because yeah. you wouldn't hire them as lobbyists. Because they can't, yeah. Because they can't, you know, they can't even turn on a computer, half of them. All right. Well, all stuff it's, to watch and stuff we'll come back to. Yeah, but it is it is St. Patrick's Day. So, St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy your day. Uh, so you know, go out, have a green beer, and uh, and pay and, for and, it with and, green and, money, and pay and pay for it with <laughs> a lot of green money. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. God bless. 